0: Welcome, everybody, to Sweet Seats, episode four. I am your host today, Tyler Ratliff. And I am joined by today, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Andrew Heighton. And then we have, um, is this your first podcast, Dylan? No? I think it
1: is, yes. It is. It is. On
0: his first podcast ever, Dylan Lindenberg. And then we have my guy right here next to me. Parker Gannon. How are we doing guys today?
2: Fantastic. I'm doing great today. I'm ready to talk about UFC.
0: You're doing good? All right, sweet. Yeah, Uh, everybody today we're going to be talking about a new topic that has never been talked about before on this podcast. So this is the very first podcast with this topic. It is UFC today will be the main focus. The ultimate fighting challenge will be appearing today on the Sweet Seats podcast. And um, guys, I just want to ask everybody like what do we think of UFC on this podcast? Are we excited today? Like what's our energy like here?
3: I'm I mean, excited to talk about something new.
2: Yeah, I'm personally glad. This is a new change, but it's a fun topic. I mean, UFC is fun. You can't not like UFC. So, yeah, I'm excited.
3: Awesome.
1: I don't know. Hot take. UFC might be one of the most fun things to watch it is. on TV. It really is. It's I agree. so underrated. It's it one is. of the most entertaining sports to watch on TV. It is. Yep.
0: And uh, first, I, just want, I want to jump right into it, guys, just so we can get into it with the time we have. Um, I want to talk about how Alex Pereira... Um, defended his title last weekend and won with a KO with an elbow and got what we think about that fight. Pereira landed 21 out of 38 head shots and uh, five for eight on body shots, one submission attempt, and he not with one knockdown, which was the knockout. Um, very successful fight for Pereira. And what do we think of that fight, guys? Like, did we feel like he did good? Do we feel like he did okay? Because I know Pereira is he's a very successful fighter. Very good. He's defended his title now twice. So, I want to know what we think.
1: Yeah, I'll hop in here. Uh Alex Pereira, one, probably one of the best kickboxers known, he's known very well in that sport. Yes, especially
0: l- with his rivalry most recent with Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Also. Um,
1: yeah, his loss his one of his losses coming versus Israel Adesanya for that title. Israel Adesanya lost that a couple weeks ago too. Yep. But Alex Pereira coming off this kind of moved up in a weight class. To light heavyweight from that lower mid that middleweight class, um, going against Uri, um, which is also known as a re- he's a really good fighter too, um, but that round two knockout really shows how Alex Pereira is this versatile fighter that he's good kick he's a good kickboxer but he's good on the hands too.
3: I he mean, also in the second round he knocked him out early. There was still four minutes and eight seconds left in the second.
2: Yeah, he moves up he moves up to light heavyweight and he's two and zero oh since then. He's had two big wins, and, I mean, all I can say is he's 9-2 and two now overall. He's doing good. He's winning his fights, and I'm excited to see what happens in his next fight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I want to move on also to our next fight I wanted to talk about. And this is a specific fighter. This is one of my favorite fighters. It's Derek Lewis, guys, the Black Beast, how he defend, He didn't defend his title. He fought a few weeks ago against Almeida. and killed. He got killed. Yeah, Let's be honest. But th- I love Derek Lutis because he's a boxer. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, boxers are the most fun guys to watch. Kickboxers and boxers are the most fun guys to watch in the UFC. Yeah, and sure. and and grappling he houses. goes against the, the probably the best uh, jiu-jitsu specialist in the entire light, light heavyweight division in the UFC. And, and In my opinion, like he'd, even though he got killed, it just wasn't a fun fight to watch because at the start of every round, Everyone that was watching the fight was like, we want Derek Lewis to punch him and knock him out. Because right now, in my opinion, Derek Lewis has the strongest punch in the light heavyweight division. Like, his knockouts are insane. Everyone knew if he hit Almeida with one shot, it would be over. But that did not happen. And, yeah. and he has
2: 30 pounds in Almeida. Yeah. But Almeida is a great fighter. It was a great fight. Derek Lewis, I mean, he just got put into this fight late. He didn't well, really have time to prepare. The yeah, thing I add, uh, can't him,
0: stand bro. about Almeida is the fact that everyone he fights, like the guy he called out at the end of the fight after he beat Derek Lewis is another boxer. Call out someone who is a jiu-jitsu specialist. You're, you're beating up on people. Like, if you put a very good boxer against a very good jujitsu specialist, the jiu-jitsu specialist just has a better chance of winning in the UFC because – all Almeida would do is just wait for Derrick Lewis to throw a punch, and he would go low, and take him down, and either try to submit him or just yep. keep him on the ground the entire time. It yeah. was a very boring fight to watch. And I want to credit Derrick Lewis, too, because everyone thought like going into the fight that Derrick Lewis, since Derrick Lewis up until that fight had never went past the third round in any fight. That fight, he took it all the way to the end, and uh, per, uh, Almeida won after the fifth round by decision because, obviously, he killed...
3: See, although he yeah, did it take it to the third round, but he got controlled the entire round. I mean, like, yeah. He got, he got taken down six times. Um, he's one in four in his last four fight, or yeah. his five fights. And that's not saying maybe.
2: it's bad overall. He's 20, He's 27 and 12 overall <laughs> throughout history. I mean, he is a good fighter, but I mean, one in four in your last five. You, you know you got to change something in your yeah, camp. You got to do something differently. He
0: ain't young either. He's 38 years old. Yeah, was, yeah, true.
1: L- yeah, I was just going to say, let's remember this guy started competing in the UFC in 2009. Yeah. This wow. is a long career. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Retirement soon, maybe, for Derrick Lewis? Yes, absolutely. Sure.
0: I think 100%. what he will do is, personally, because um, I don't know if he'll pull a miles of it all, where he just won't tell anybody, and he'll come in and just retire. one can no, because he's very outgoing. Yeah, He's very vocal. So what I think he will do is he'll either fight one more and not call it, or, and, or then he'll fight again, and he'll be like, okay, I'm going to retire. But... It it just depends if he wins or loses the next fight. If no. he wins, I think he, he'll he keep fighting. But if he loses, he's going to retire on the spot. That's what I think he's going to no
2: do. No matter what fight he's going to do for his last fight, I think he's going to win for his last fight. I think he's going to schedule somebody he knows he can beat down. He's going to get the win. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to go out on, on a win?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Masvidal lost. And he went out on a loss. And Masvidal is an amazing fighter. I, yeah. I was a huge Masvidal fan. But, um... Next, guys, I want to move on to the one thing I'm very excited to hear what you guys have to say about this is who do we think is the greatest UFC fighter of all time? And uh, I know, Dylan, you're big on this, so I want to give you first dibs and what you think.
1: Yeah, so um, greatest UFC fighter of all time, a very, wouldn't say controversial topic over the past couple of weeks, you know. We've seen one guy rise to the top of a lot of people's um, boards. Uh, John Jones. 27-0-1, his only loss coming to Mark Hamill, a no contest because he threw an illegal elbow, controlled the whole fight, would be 28-0. One of the greatest fighters we've ever seen in a day and age. A guy that you put him in a room with anybody in the world, and he's the guy walking out. John Jones is one of the baddest people on the planet. The only thing is, he is a known steroid user in his olden days.
2: And you know what's better than 28-0? 29 0. Khabib, he is my greatest of all time. 29 mm. 0. Retired. He's done. He is my goat.
0: I personally, I'm going to go with John Jones as well because, I mean, I just want to look at some stats here, guys. He's 6'4, 248 pounds with a reach of 84 inches and is an orthodox fighter. John Jones, if you. If you, let's say you put him against a guy um that's just he's pound for pound fighter he's a boxer kickboxer but he can't wrestle. John Jones, if this guy can fight with him on up top and just throw him punches and kicks, John Jones can literally take him to the ground and either submit you or just knock you out. it's that easy like he has every single skill that every fighter needs to have like there isn't a weakness in his game and his record is insane 27 and 1. That's unbelievable, and like you said, like the one fight he lost to me was just—it wasn't even fair because it was an illegal elbow. So, to me, John Jones should be 28, 28 and 0, and. Um, I know he was supposed to fight recently. Who was he was supposed to fight recently? Here, I forgot. I forget, but I know
1: he tore his uh, pectoral muscles, yes. so that he was out for that fight.
0: I know he'll be fighting again here in a few months, I believe. So yeah. I know everyone's been super hyped about because I mean it's John Jones. Every single time John Jones fights, it's super hyped up.
1: Yeah, that recent uh, light heavyweight belt or that he, or heavyweight belt that he just won. Yeah, um, really making a lot of people look around.
0: Oh, absolutely. And the thing I want to talk about also here is. Um, Just, I'll go to you next, Parker, in a second. This is just one of my favorite fighters. I know he's not one of the, like, to me, he's one of the greatest of all time, just from watching him, because he's one of the early UFC fighters. He's not, he's old, been retired for a while. The Iceman, Chuck Liddell. Because when Chuck Liddell fought, and I know his record is 37 and 13 and 7, and this dude's hands back in the day, I mean, the Tito Ortiz-Chuck Liddell rivalry back in the day was heated. Three fights, and I mean, I know he lost to Tito Ortiz the last fight, but he's two and one against Tito Ortiz, which some people believe that Tito Ortiz is one of the greatest wrestlers in UFC history. And for me to be able to be Chuck Liddell and be a primary kickboxer and be able to be two and one against a wrestler uh, like Tito Ortiz, that says something to me. And I feel like if, Tito, if Chuck Liddell were to be fighting in today's UFC, his record would be different.
1: That's just me though. I just want to jump in here. You talked about rivalries, um, Andrew over here. Khabib, Conor McGregor, one of the greatest rivalries 100%. of all time. One hundred percent. Khabib
2: versus Ryan, but I mean Conor McGregor. It's a great rivalry.
0: Personally, I think Diaz versus Conor McGregor is. Better, That's another really good but, one too. I agree with that. How about
2: yeah. Dustin? How about Dustin versus Conor? It's a great rivalry yeah. also. I mean yeah. Conor has so many, but every time Connor every yeah. time Conor would fight, it's an iconic fight. It gets so hyped up because Conor goes crazy in the media. Conor,
3: yeah.
1: he's yeah, is the greatest
0: fight promoter ever. One hundred percent, that's one hundred exactly what 100%. I was thinking.
1: The UFC would not be where it is today if Conor McGregor was not. 100%. Like I don't
0: know if there's another like when Conor McGregor has a press conference, that might be the only fighter in the UFC I genuinely want to watch
1: him speak. Because yeah, because
0: you never know what's gonna come out of his mouth.
2: Yeah, Ryan Bunn. I mean Conor McGregor is a great fighter. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just want to, like, Conor McGregor, he's not one of the most technical fighters. He's kind of flashy in his style. He's, but it, he's the only guy that when you watch a weigh-in, he's the guy that you want to watch. Yeah. When you watch a press conference, he's the one that you're tuning into. Mm-hmm. No, Not a lot of people want to watch a weigh-in or a press conference before that, a fight.
3: That is important, too, in today's day and age to grab the attention of the viewers and, like, how you do it. And yeah, for sure. Conor is just way different. The money Conor
2: brings into the UFC is insane compared to everyone else. It could be a better fighter. He brings in more money than anybody else to the UFC. And he's not, I, I'm not, I mean, he's obviously good. He's obviously great. But it's not like he's the best. No one would say he's the best. No one even puts him in top 10, really. But he's the most entertaining. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I would definitely put Conor McGregor as top three most entertaining fighters of all time. But another fight, in my opinion, that's just very entertaining, and this is a most this is a recent rivalry as well, is uh, the Adesanya and Pereira rivalry. With how um, this was before Israel uh, entered the UFC, him and Pereira. This rivalry started outside the UFC when it was just regular kickboxing. Uh, Pereira had beat him uh, a few times before Israel joined the UFC, and then Israel Adesanya is like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to leave kickboxing, and I'm going to go to the UFC. starts beating up on everybody, and he's going crazy. He's this new hyped fighter all of a sudden. And then Pereira, who is his old rival from kickboxing, comes in after he's beat Israel once in regular kickboxing and is like, uh, I'm going to fight you again, and I'm going to join the UFC. Mm -hmm. And he comes to the UFC and beats him again. And, And all of a sudden, people are freaking out, like, Israel's this great fighter, but he can't beat Pereira. And then the third fight... When they fought, Israel came out with the dub. And yeah. I remember everybody in that fight was baiting against Israel Adesanya, but I put my money on them, and that was, that was a great fight. And it was super heated at the end when they were both trading blows, and Israel Adesanya knocked him out. I think it was the third round, I believe. Yeah. Yes.
1: I, I just want to point out this. Dana White is might be one of the greatest minds we've ever seen in Absolutely. sports history. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Israel Adesanya has about 22, 23 wins when he's going to fight Pereira for the first time. Twenty, I think twenty-two wins. Pereira has fought six fights in the UFC at this point, and Pereira wins six fights in the UFC, and then he beats a guy that has over twenty fights. That's crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, I definitely. I want.
0: Def- I, wa- I want to see. Uh, I want to see him fight again. I do. I genuinely feel like if they fight again, the Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira rivalry will be top three greatest rivalries in UFC history. Yeah. I do.
1: Yeah, and it's it's it was very one-sided for a long time. Pereira was knocking out Israel Adesanya. But that title fight, title means everything. I know. The last, fight's, the last fight's the decider. It doesn't matter what happened before. It matters who ends the fight with the title. And Israel won the last one, and I want to see them go again.
0: Oh, absolutely. And uh, Israel Adesanya, I feel like this was what definitely was a pushover for him was because when he fought the last fight for the title fight, um... He had definitely had a chip on his shoulder because everyone was talking about how like you can be everybody but uh, in the UFC, but as soon as you fight someone who's from the same kickboxing background as you um, or who's a little better than you, some people say with Pereira, which is a pretty good argument, um, they say he couldn't do the job. And at the end when he knocked him out, he did the whole like little bow and arrow celebration, yeah. which everyone made a big deal about and everything. But I give him credit. Personally, I, Israel Adesanya is one of my favorite fighters, so... It was, it was a great fight. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, I just want to point out one more thing. My underrated GOAT of all time is one of my favorite fighters, the French-Canadian GSP, 26-2. and two. One of my favorite fighters of all time. Very entertaining. He's v- jujitsu-based. I just loved watching the guy. Yeah. And how about you guys?
3: I'll say my GOAT real quick. It's obviously John Jones. I'm going to agree with you guys. I just think – I don't think he's stoppable, dude. I mean, he's – 27 and one, in the one loss wasn't even like it doesn't even count. He got DQ'd. That's I fair. Don't
1: know. Yeah, John Jones could go to any weight class and win. But That's, no,
3: yeah, no doubt. But he's not
2: 29 and 0, like Khabib is. Just putting that out there. I th-
1: Khabib just retired too early. He was on that big. He's on a 26 streak, win, 20 win streak, 26 win streak, and retires. That he would have been the goat, but he kind of ended his career short.
0: Way too early. Yeah, angry. and
1: I want to point out another fighter here man. Who I feel like is
0: underrated because of his weight class he's a flyweight fighter it's the man mighty mouse demetrius johnson this guy if you watch him fight he's 5'3 125 pounds he's a little guy but his hands are insane like I, I almost want to call him like when he throws punches. He almost looks like Muhammad Ali. Like he just throws punches, straights, hooks, uppercuts, and just knocks out people. I mean, his record is insane. He's got 25 wins, four losses, and one tie. He's eight and zero for submissions, and he's five and one when it comes to TKO. So I, I feel like when you watch Demetrius Johnson fight, there are isn't too many people in the flyweight division that are very entertaining. That guy can kick. He can wrestle. He can punch. It's, again, like an all-around good UFC fighter. He's, and defi- that's what, he's definitely a GOAT in his division. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And
2: that's one of the toughest things about UFC. How do you even declare a GOAT? Because there's so many different divisions. There's so many
0: different yeah. fighters. Exactly. And, like, you can't really compare um, Conor McGregor or Demetrius Johnson to John Jones exactly. because they're so much smaller.
1: Yeah. Uh, he was talking about Khabib, right? There's a guy right now, comes from the same home, same hometown as Khabib does. One of their best friends, Islam Makachev, one of the up-and-coming fighters in the UFC right now. Um, I think he is the light um, lightweight he- champion right now. Mm-hmm. Wait, lightweight? Light heavyweight champion? No. Um, I forget. He's a division champion right now, but he is... He's the lightweight division champion. Yeah, lightweight division champion. He is crazy. This, this guy was trained by Khabib. He might be one of the GOATs soon to come. Later in our I mean,
2: and that'll be fun to watch him. If you guys see what he looks like, you all we all know who he is. He's twenty five and one as a professional fighter. He's thirty two years old from the same city in Russia. He's five foot 10, 154. and he's I mean he's the lightweight champion right now. Only
0: one loss in his whole career, and it was early also. I, this is one fight too. I just want to bring this up. It just came to mind that I want to see. And I feel like if John Jones wins it, it will definitely put him on the mountaintop as the greatest of all time. If he beats Stipe Miatic, I think he will – that fight right there, because everyone had been talking about it for a while, especially after John Jones' last fight. I feel like everyone was talking about, like, if you beat him, that will put you over the mountaintop. And it was talked about as rumors for a while, but it was never finalized.
1: Yeah, that would be a crazy – that would put him above – Anyone. There would be no question about it. John Jones would be the greatest fighter of all time.
2: So, Dylan, who is your Mount Rushmore? Your top four.
1: My Mount Rushmore. Um, okay, let's go. We're going to go John Jones, obviously, is up there. Um, Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be up there. One of the greatest lightweights we've ever seen. Um, I'm going to go with a controversial one. We haven't talked about any women UFC. Amanda Nunes, one of the greatest women's fighter of all time. The GOAT of women's fighting amazing to watch I like that she's up there too and then promoting you got to have a guy that's up there that has made the UFC what it is Conor McGregor is one of my favorite UFC fighters of all time made the UFC what it is today and will continue when he if he fights again when he fights again to come to continue to promote the UFC to a higher standard than it already is
2: I don't think you can leave Khabib out but besides that I like your list but I would probably replace Demetrius
3: Johnson with Khabib. I agree, Andrew. I was going to say that. I I, agree.
0: I personally – I just feel like a lot of people leave a lot of the um, older UFC fighters out of it because, I mean, when the UFC first started, there were sumo wrestlers fighting in it, which is not competitive at all when they go against a kickboxer Mm -hmm. or a boxer or maybe even a wrestler if they can pick them up. But – it, it was just people leave those guys out just because the UFC was such a different competition than it is now. Like today, I feel like if you were to say, like, the best UFC fighters are the guys that can kickbox, they can wrestle, those are the guys that are really competitive. When back in the day, like, it was just kind of like, uh, we're going to put this guy against this guy and see who wins. Like, who's better at their game? That's not the way it is anymore. It's a much different. It was a dog fight back yes, then. it's much different now. So, I feel like a, lo- yeah, a lot of people leave the Tito Ortiz's, the Chuck Liddell's, or the Khabib's out of it because of the way it was back then. It's a much different fight. Or maybe even, I want to talk about this guy. He's, I don't want to put him as my, one of my, maybe top five, I don't know. He was very entertaining to watch. And that's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was was insane. He would just take people, and normally I'm not a fan of people that are genuinely wrestlers, but he would take people and just toss them around in that cage, in that octagon, and it was very fun to watch. And he could throw up hands too. I'm not saying he can't, but he was a pro-dominant wrestler. He was my favorite character to use in UFC 4 for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Brock Lesnar is the definition of a switchblade. Absolutely. Like... This man played in the NFL, comes out of the played for the Vikings, played on, offensive line. He can do it all. That's, he, in, that shows his athletic ability. Yeah. Comes to the UFC, wins a bunch of fights, and then, you know, goes to the WWE, and then comes back to the UFC, and then goes back to the WWE. This man can do anything.
0: He's Absolutely. him. He is. Well, unfortunately, guys, that is the end of our show today. That is all the time we have. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening uh i'm your host today tyler ratliff and our next uh episode will be tuesday next week uh it will be hosted by um i believe it'll be monday monday correction um ben shadel it'll be hosted by the man himself ben shadel and that's it for today ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you for listening i'm your host tyler ratliff have a nice day